Hello, 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 and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. He is Matt Pearson. Hey, hey. And we are here to talk a little bit about what's happening at the church at West Franklin and dig a little more into last Sunday's sermon passage. Matt. I'm worried about it. You're worried about what? It was on worry. Uh, the sermon. Yes. I was pretty stressed about it. I can tell, um, and I'm obviously cluing into your humor real quick today because, you know, I I totally missed that one. My apologies. It's okay. That was a good (laughs) one-ish. So I heard a a comment the other day about uh, dad jokes. Mm -hmm. It's finally just getting to the point where you don't care what other people think about it. You just say it because you find it funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally there. Oh, yeah. There's so many jokes I make that people just like... Whatever. Yeah, I don't even want to consider how long I've been there. You've been a dad a while. I have. And I've been throwing out jokes regardless of what people think for a long, long time. I was about to say, I don't think dad jokes necessarily are um, indicative that you have a child of any kind. So, you know, it's probably more a mindset. But yeah. all right. So last Thursday when we interviewed Brian Coates, we said you needed to come back today because we might have a big announcement for you. Do we? Well, you shared some information yesterday or Sunday in the service, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to let you have all the fun here, Matt. Well, today is Monday, May the 25th. Yes. We have been quarantined for the last 40 years. (laughs) Feels that way. Yes. For quite some time. The last time we gathered together as a congregation was March the 8th. That long. And I remember I called it Corona Sunday during the sermon. Hmm. So it's been a while. March the 8th, April 8th, May 8th, that's two months. We're going to try to open our doors June 7th. I could not be more excited. Almost three months. Almost three whole months. And every extrovert during those three months has just been chomping at the bit. I've heard that introverts are starting to stress. Slowly. The introverts are probably going, okay, Maybe I'm ready to go out now. <laughs> the experts are probably crushing through the wall, the yeah, door, they're, trying they're to get in, there. In depression, yes. All right, so let's uh, say this. We're, we're putting it out there. Hey, yes. we're shooting towards June the 7th. But we need to put the asterisks out there like we do on everything. This could change. You know, the governor may come back and, and put a few extra caveats out there that mean we just can't gather, but we're ready to. One of the reasons we're doing it June 7th is because... We're having to wait till May 29th for him to remove the yes stay-at-home order. I think that's what it is. I, they're all they all blur together in my yeah. head. Yeah. But yeah. so next the next episode, the one that's going to air on Thursday the 29th, I believe. Is that Thursday? Quickly look at my calendar. You 20, help. 28th. 28th. Yes, Thursday the 28th. We are going to start sharing more and more of the fine details of what to expect. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it because we're doing everything we can to keep everybody safe. Yes. And um and people might roll their eyes at some of the things we're having to do to keep people safe. Better safe than sorry. That's <laughs> I right. didn't even, I didn't even mean to. Ah, look at you, dad humor. So, <laughs> all right. So, um yeah, so we're excited. June 7th. Yes. Can't wait. Yes. It'll is be that good. Father's Day? No. Father's Day is the next. The next one, I believe. Yeah, my kids know. That that would be wise. Will you make sure my kid knows? I'll pass that on to Noah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Um, he'll probably just say, my dad's Dave Cruz. And he'll so, say, let's go outside. Let's go outside and have fun. All right, Matt, now that we got the uh, special announcement out of the way, 
Let's jump into it, shall we? Let's do it. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to continue to dive deep into what you preached the the previous Sunday. Yeah. And remind, on the mount. remind our folks what the previous Sunday's topic was. Worry, anxiety, seek first the kingdom. Mm. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Would you like me to read the verses, Dave? I always love scripture to be read, Matt. Okay. Can you do it in like an Australian accent? No. Okay. No, I can do it in hick. That's not stretching yourself. No. <laughs> Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin or thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You have little faith. So don't worry saying, what will we eat? or What will we drink? or What will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's almost as if Jesus knew what we were going to be struggling with in the year 2020. You think? (laughs) I think worry, anxiety is a much bigger pandemic than COVID-19 ever could dream of. It is a big, 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 big issue. It's a mental health issue. And it's something that uh, most all of us struggle with to some degree. And I'm glad Jesus addresses it. He kind of allows us into his office, if you will, which I think his office is nature, allows us in and, and, and gives us some incredible counsel on how we can navigate dealing with anxiety. Did you know, Dave, he, he uses the word worry six times here at all six in a negative sense? No, I did not. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, you do now. And he's saying, don't do it. And what I love about Jesus is he's not just saying, don't do it. And say, get over it, move right. on. He's saying, here's process some things here. Mm-hmm. Process. If you really consider these things, then worry shouldn't be a factor. Yeah. I, I, isn't that kind of trite, though, when we, I mean, I've had people tell me that, hey, just stop worrying and get on with life. Yeah, oh, that, that works. If that was so easy, I'd, I'd have already done it. Thank yeah. you. Why don't you go listen to the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. You'll be fine. It's not loving. No, it's, not it's really not. It's, I don't have time for you, move on. Yes. It's, I don't want to understand you, move on. Or it's, uh, I feel like that comment is even a little belittling. Mm. Oh, you just don't have enough. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. And it's just like, huh, thanks. Yeah. Let me punch you in the face now. Yeah. Or never talk to you again. Or you go from anxiety to depression because you're like, well, I guess I don't. Or both at the same time. Yeah. Which is a double whammy. He starts off with therefore. And Mm. every time you see a therefore, you need to remind yourself what that therefore is. Therefore, Therefore. yes. And so he says, therefore, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food, body, more than clothing? He just talked about money. And masters. And possessions and masters. And it's as if he's saying, therefore, in other words, if money is your God, you are going to freak out. If God is your God, as as he walks through, if we understand who our Heavenly Father is, you will be less anxious. Yes. I think... If you strive for money and reputation and prestige, you're grasping all the time. Yes. Sucks the life right out of you. Mm-hmm. If God is your God, you're not grasping necessarily. You're receiving from him. He's life-giving. 
Whereas possessions, money, prestige, reputation is life-taking. And I think a lot of that has to do with your uh, perception of, well, perception is not the right word. Yeah, it's your understanding. Because we understand that the adulation, the acclamation, is adulation even a word? Did I just make a word up? It is today. This is West Franklin Talks. I just made my own word up. That's awesome. It's okay. Um, You know, when when we're looking for men to adore us, to affirm us, we realize, man, that's just fleeting. Mm -hmm. You, You look at pop culture today and how quickly an artist or a movie star is hot, and then a couple months later, man. Shooting star. They're gone. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same way. But God, I mean, he's he's steadfast. He's consistent. So it, it, we're talking about some of what we talked about last week, but because that therefore is there, just naturally, we okay, we have to back up and remind ourselves, God master is going to lead to less anxiety. Do you yes. think we can ever be totally anxiety free? I don't know. I'm not. I know. I'm not either. I mean, he says, don't worry six times in these 10 verses. So I... I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say yes. I, I, well, I don't because he also says not to sin. I don't believe we're going to be perfect this side of heaven. And I think that's where I'm coming from. Just until I'm perfected, I will always have anxiety. It's just how much do I let that control me versus that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Versus how much do I let my relationship with God control? I think. A, I think a sign of spiritual maturity is understanding how much more you depend on God, not how much more God's happy to have you on His team. I mean, he is happy to have you, but just not in that fifth-grade boy kind of way. Right. Man, I got the best kicker. I'm going right. to have the best team ever. He is the best team, with or without us. Preach, Dave. I'm, I'm done preaching. Okay. All, right. All got right. my Got my sermon out for the month. <laughs> <laughs> the very next verse, Dave, is probably, it's, it's, well, it's quickly becoming one of my favorites. I said in the sermon, one of the reasons Jesus created birds was to cure us of anxiety. It's It's fascinating. I mean, we may roll our eyes that he tells us to go look at flowers and look at birds, but then we got to ask ourselves, okay, how's our anxiety doing? Yeah. And when was the last time you just paused to consider birds? And his, his rationale is, is brilliant, of course, is Jesus. Consider the birds. They don't sow in a reap or gather in the barns, yet Heavenly Father takes care of them. Mm-hmm. And he says, how much more worth you are? I mean, how many times have I called somebody bird brains? Because they're, <laughs> they're, their brains are tiny, right? They're just morons. Yes. And so many birds that when they die, nobody knows. And yet Jesus takes care of them. Have you ever stopped to watch birds? That That's a, that's a spiritual discipline almost to stop and watch the birds. Why? Because you have to, you have to give yourself the, you have to remind yourself or show yourself that they're working to build a home or take care of their eggs or feed their kids or feed themselves, but they're always singing and they don't know they have a heavenly father who's taking care of them. I don't know if we can say they actually do. They don't know that God is actually taking care of them. But Jesus is saying, if you're worth if you're worth more than birds, how much more is He going to take care of you? I go walking every morning. Do you know that? Uh, I think I've heard you mention that a few times. Yeah, try to keep off the Baptist belly. Yes, it's hard or the Corona belly. Yeah, the the Corona nineteen. Yes, it's kind of <laughs> like the freshman fifteen. Yes, yes, COVID nineteen, nineteen pounds. That's right. How many have you put on? It's none of your business. Okay. Thanks a lot, Dave. Just wondering. Who you got there sitting with you? Oh, it's just you. Just you. <laughs> Notice that T-shirt was a little uh, fuller. <laughs> anyway, I've enjoyed some snacks. And so I go walking every morning, and it's always fascinating to me the morning I walk, mornings I walk after a storm. You think birds like storms? Yes. Okay. I would, I would think they'd be scared of storms. 
see, I say yes, and let me explain why. Because they're still out there, unless it's just like some tornado-esque type storm. Yeah, but you don't hear them sing. Maybe it's because it's being covered up? Perhaps. I mean, you think about it. You and me, it starts to even remotely sprinkle, and we're running for, for the door. I'm running for a couch. Yeah, I mean, someplace. But mm-hmm. the bird, man, it starts to sprinkle. He's still out there looking for the worm. Well, that's my point. I know. I'm helping you. Thanks. Yeah. After every storm, worms are everywhere. Yes. And what do birds eat? Worms. <laughs> I was about to say a lot of things. <laughs> worms. I, I, it's, it's even a lesson on how to treat storms of life. Because I don't know how birds think of storms, but I, I, I would imagine that there's a, there's a hint of fear. But now that they know what's go- on the other side of the storm, mm-hmm. they're like, yes. Yeah. Breakfast buffet in the morning. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> something know, like that. You know, because birds. Yes, I know what birds do. They tweet. <laughs> so anyway, I, I cannot stress enough to our listeners, whether you're eight years old or 88 years old, turn off the TV, turn off the doggone news. Yes. Power off your phone and go watch a bird or birds and let the spirit speak to you and say, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. It's huge. It is. It's hard to to slow down, shut the inner voice up long enough to hear that whisper. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah. And Jesus says to consider. Mm-hmm. Means let yourself go there mentally. Yes. And, and we have to remember where's Jesus as he's giving this. He's sitting outside, outside. with a bunch of people. Guarantee there's birds, maybe not right there, yeah. because there's probably a bunch of people. But I wish I thought of that in my sermon. You know, you you didn't bounce it at me before. No, Sorry. Either. The next verse is somewhat comical. Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? We have some really old people in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that could happen. Another translation, most scholars think it should be translated, can you add inches to your height by worrying? I know some people that wish they could. Yeah. In New Testament times, it was a sign of honor, influence, prestige, leadership. Being tall. tall. Yeah. And so in our day, the same thing. Yeah. It's just houses and cars and job and reputation. I still think we we uh, gauge people by their height. Though. We do. I mean, I think about like Aaron Bryant, uh, campus, the yeah. teaching campus pastor. It's not just his height. That joker's thick. Well, he is. You didn't know him back when he was coming off his football I, days. I hear, I hear he's half the man he used to he be. He was solid. But anyway, but you put Aaron and some guy who's five foot one. I mean, you're just going to gravitate towards Aaron yeah. even before he says a word. Yeah. Yeah. So we still do it. Yes. And so Jesus's point is, how's that working for you? If you could add height. I mean, if if that could if if that were true, you and I should go to Las Vegas and do our own show. I mean, we still could. We could probably be just you and me. Though. The tallest men in the world. Yes, let's go. We worry and we grow. So Jesus is like, you can't, you can't. It doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You try to add to your life by worrying, doesn't it? Doesn't help. You try to get taller by worry, it doesn't help. It is futile it is pointless it is worthless Mm -hmm. jesus is more or less saying you can keep worrying if you want to but that's one of the dumbest things you can give yourself to it's not gonna benefit you no not at all he's trying to free us he's inviting us to a life of peace saying it's not gonna help if you're gonna concern yourself with anything concern yourself with me and who i am so why don't we do that you want to know what i I think yes i want to know what you think yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna overstate this but i think it's it's true 90% 90% of the Christian life is reminding ourselves who, the, who our Heavenly Father is. Mm, yes. We forget. We're like goldfish. Sure. They supposedly have short memories. We have Nemo, right? Never seen it. Or, or not Nemo, the other one. Anyway, so 
I really do believe this is this is a recentering. This whole passage, really, you could say the Sermon on the Mount, is a is a remi- if if you're part of the kingdom, don't ever forget who your father is. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I speak for myself, constantly forget who our who our heavenly Father is. And what was the question? Why don't we do this? Why why do we worry? Yeah. Why do we not just because we we focus on everything but Him? We don't consider the birds. And then the next verse, thanks for the lead in here, mm-hmm. the next phrase goes to flowers. Mm-hmm. And not just flowers that you've planted, not just flowers that you go to a arboretum. <laughs> I think we made up another word. <laughs> Wherever you go to watch flowers. <laughs> but flowers on the side of the road. Yeah. He says this, and why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wild flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do so much more for you? You have little faith. He's not just talking about roses that you go buy. He's talking about the flowers on the side of the cotton-picking road that nobody planted, nobody really wanted, but are there and are beautiful and 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 splendor and their 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 colors are striking and a lot of them are illegal to pick really did you know that i did not know yeah if you stop on the side of the highway to pick flowers most likely you're breaking the law i thought you were going to say illegal to smoke (laughs) no i mean that in tennessee yes (laughs) i didn't know that well that's, that's good i why does he tell us to look at the wildflowers because if we think about it these things that are literally here a couple of days are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he says, they're more beautiful than Solomon in all his splendor. Solomon, who's the wealthiest king Israel ever saw. Who had a lot of splendor. Yeah. Pomp and circumstance. Yes. I can just imagine him coming out of his bedroom. And you're full of music today. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And Jesus is like, Solomon can't hold a candle to, to those flowers. Yeah. And if he's going to clothe the flowers like that, his beloved, his chosen, his treasured, he's going to take care of. Yeah, and I and I think we have to point out he's not just talking about clothes here. He's he's talking about the the needs of life. Yeah, I mean we need clothes, obviously. Yeah, sure, some of us need them more than others, but it's not just clothes, right? So it's not hey walk don't walk into your closet and look at everything, but it's hey why are you worrying about the needs mm-hmm. of your life? Yeah, you know, Dave, I was I was driving to uh, North Alabama. Last weekend, my mom turned 70, and we had a Woo-hoo. outside family party. And I just, I, I couldn't help but notice the lush green mountains and fields and, and grass areas while I'm driving there. And it's just like God was saying, I ain't panicked. Yeah. Everything's going as exactly as he intended. The trees are lush. The mountains are green. The fields are really green. And I don't know, it just struck me as God is not saying it's all over yeah as a matter of fact he's saying i've got it if i can cause a mountain to look like this i can take care of things definitely and so again to answer your question why do we why do we jesus says oh you have little faith it's not because we have necessarily such small amounts of faith it's we don't put our faith in him see okay i'm glad you brought that up because i read that and that's the one line that i read that i thought man that seemed a little harsh Mm -hmm. oh you have little faith Mm -hmm. i mean Maybe it's just convicting. I don't know, but that I, that line just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of the some of the things that have most impacted me over my life have come from those who loved me that said the hard things. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus is saying, if you really think about it, you're not you're not showing faith in your heavenly Father. 
So kind of at the beginning of this conversation, didn't we just say, man, if you look at someone and say, you just need to get over it, you don't have enough faith. We kind of were like, man, that's a little uh, condescending and dismissive, but here Jesus is saying it. I don't think it's the same thing. Oh, I agree. But help us unpack that. Why? Well, again, I think I think it's in the context of, let, let me help you understand, one, that worry doesn't work, and two, your heavenly father's got it. And what you have forgotten is that your heavenly father is, is, has got it. Mm-hmm. The person who says, you don't have enough faith, get over it, one, they don't have any desire to understand you, probably. They just want to go about their life. And Jesus is, he said a lot more before he gets here. Yes. And is, he seems to be leading up to a point to say, if you stop and think, you don't have to worry. Right. You're taken care of. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I just wanted to, you know, point out where I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then point out, man, we said this at yeah. the beginning yeah, and here glad, Jesus I'm is saying this. That. And one of the most uncomfortable phrases for me is verse 32. He says, well, let me just pick it up in verse 31. So don't worry saying, what will we eat? What will we wear? What will we drink? Verse 32 now, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. That is very convicting, because a Gentile is someone who does not have a relationship with God. Yes. And so what Jesus is, I think, getting at is, if you worry, you are no different from a lost person in the sense of worrying. Yeah. Now, someone probably is going, wait a minute, I don't know that I want to agree with that statement, which is fine. Okay. We'll encourage you to push back and I encourage you to read the Bible well that too Um, but I mean (laughs) I can see as someone who's been following Jesus for years who struggles with you're not saying they're not saved you're simply saying they're acting like an unsaved person yes okay I think we all the time need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling yes and so there may be an instance where someone isn't but to your point if you struggle with worry I am not calling you a non-Christian I am saying that Jesus says, if you think about it, it's almost as if you're not act, you're not acting as if you have a relationship with God. Right. You're not acting as if you understand who the Heavenly Father is. The Gentiles seek these things. The Gentiles are grasping. The world is grasping. God's children are receiving from Him. Is that helpful? It is. It is. I just you made the statement, and I immediately thought, man, someone's going to think he's saying they're not saved, and. You're going to get blown up on email or face-to-face whenever we get back June 7th. and uh, They'll be six feet away. So. Yeah, well, that means they're just to yell. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to have to step in and be like, what's going on yeah, here, people? Great clarification. Yes. Which leads to the next verse. Awesome. And you, you're on it today. I'm so on good it. at this. Verse 33, if you've grown up in church, you've heard this a hundred times. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. In other words, he's saying that the Gentiles seek after these other things. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father is going to take care of you. Here's what I want you to concern yourself with. Right. Concern yes. yourself with the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. Everything's going to be provided. Yes. So I said in my sermon, it's as if it's as if Jesus is saying, if you're going to have FOMO, have FOMO of missing out on what Jesus is doing right now. Jesus reigns. Jesus rules. He's alive now. Our job is to wake up in the morning and say, help me see where you're at work and may I join you in what you're doing. Yes, and for our listener who doesn't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. Yes, thank you. So thank you. Just want to make sure. Yeah, I, I think Jesus is saying if you're going to have if you're going to have fear of missing out, fear this. Yes, fear of missing out on what Jesus is doing right now, which is why I believe he says the very next verse, Dave, verse thirty-four. Therefore, again, there's the word therefore. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen to that. Yes. 
What's he saying? Be present. Ask yourself, what is the king doing right now? And let's point out, God's at work around us all the yeah. time. Yeah. It's whether are we are we are we awakened to it? Yes. Is our is our soul kind of like our cell phone looking for a cell phone tower? Is our soul alive to what Jesus is doing? Yeah. And he's inviting us into it. Yeah. He's working. Yeah. So I, I love this. Hey, you you don't worry about the the physical needs God's going to provide. Mm-hmm. You you look for where God is around you, the kingdom. Yeah. And then decide Am I going to be obedient to the things that God is inviting me to be a part exactly. of? Huge. Oh, it's massive. And the fact that he says tomorrow has enough trouble of its own means you're going to have trouble. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, and I'm going to be there with you in it. Yes. That's you, such a relief. You think it's wrong to try and structure your life where you never have trouble? This has nothing to do. I don't know if it's wrong. I think you're living in a non-reality. I just. I mean, I, what, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome it. I have a friend who constantly says, I'm just looking for an easy life. I don't want trouble. And I'm like, then you just have to go live in your bedroom and never come out. Even then you're going to at some point have the stomach bug or something. And your plumbing's going to need attention. Yeah. So, you know. I said to my wife just just yesterday, Dave, there's always something. There's always something. I forget what it was, but it was like, oh, there's, there's one more thing. Yeah. I, I've said that over the weekend myself. Yeah. And, well, think about it, Dave. I I think I think Jesus is calling us to the present, not because it's 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 wrong to reflect on the past. I mean, obviously, he said go back and look at Solomon, mm-hmm. right? And and I don't think he's he's saying to be present because it's wrong to plan for the future. I think we need all those things. I think we're anxious because one, we know our past and we want to try to change it, right? Or we wish we could go back there, or we know what's going to happen tomorrow and we either dread it or we're putting all our eggs in those baskets because we're looking forward to it, right? And Jesus is saying, I'm present now. And tomorrow, that presentation you're dreading, I'm going to be there with you. And next week, when you have to be with your kids again, even though you've been with them three months and you've got a summer looking for it, I'm going to be there then. And when you have that bill that you're not sure how you're yeah. going to pay for it? I'm going to be there then. Exactly. Yeah. And this is Jesus' way of counseling his children to say, if you will pause and process this, you will know I'm going to be with you. Okay, so I know that mental health issues are, are something that you get, not excited, but it's it's one of your passions sure, to help yeah. people be as mentally healthy as possible. Anxiety has mental health aspects to it, obviously. So as, as we are talking about this and as someone is listening and they're going, hey, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, but I'm really, really struggling, what are we giving encouragement for for next step for that person who just has chronic all the time kind of well, anxiety. You've, you've asked a great question, but you've asked a very dangerous question. Sure. I know. Uh, the way I landed the plane with the sermon yesterday were to take the eight questions mm-hmm. that I gave from these verses and just be real. Get so, with a journal, get, go for a walk, get with a friend, and walk them through it. Hang on. If you have not listened to the sermon, go to westfranklinchurch.com. There's a media page that you can find the sermon. Uh, you can probably go to Facebook. I'm pretty sure... Because it was Facebook Live, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's there. All right. And you can go to my blog yes. for the questions, mattpearsononline.com. Yeah. And so I would I would say start there. There are times when you need a counselor, a therapist. As a matter of fact, in our e email that went out this past week to the all, e-blast. Yes, there was a, a link to get some counseling for anxiety and other things. I'm I'm assuming that's on Brentwood's website. If if you can't find that you message me or Matt, 
And we will get you connected. M. Pearson at westfranklinchurch.com. D. Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, at westfranklinchurch.com. There are times when the counselor will, will, you need to meet with the counselor for a long time, perhaps months, years, uh, and he or she may recommend some things, uh, and you just have to decide whether or not you believe it's it's right for you and or you believe it's biblically wise. Yeah, and I think it'd be wise for both you and I to acknowledge here, we've both been to counselors, not with each other, obviously. You've gone through stuff in your life where you're—and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, you know. You've, you've done that. I've gone through some grief issues that caused anxiety and things like that, went to a counselor for a season. We need to acknowledge there's a stigma on the front end that a lot of people have about going to a counselor. Oh, mercy. Do it. Yes. Get over it. Yes. I say that in love. Yes. Because I know when I was like being encouraged to go to a counselor, I was like, I'm not crazy. Right. Yes, you are. Well, I am, but it took me going to a counselor to realize that. (laughs) Counselors are not for crazy people. I mean, they are. Counselors are for people who are looking for help. Mm -hmm. I bet every one of our listeners believes in preachers. Uh, I mean... Jesus was a preacher. Yes. Right? And I believe they believe in preachers. Did you know Jesus was also described as a wonderful counselor? He is. I believe God calls counselors. Yes. And God put counselors in place. And you say, well, I have the Bible. Well, yeah. Yeah, you do. There there are things a counselor is called and gifted and equipped to do to help you apply the Bible in ways you never dream possible. My counselor was a is a wonderful Christian man. Rarely did he say, well, Scripture says. But man, he brought truth. Oh, yeah. In ways that... I needed to hear. It gave me practical steps that I needed to hear. The scripture's solid, but it doesn't tell me how you need to go out and exercise. You 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 are missing one of God's greatest gifts if you refuse to go or think or think yeah. think you're too good to go. Well that's that's solid. So all right, Matt, final thoughts? Yes, just don't worry, get over it. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I'll be happy. No, I it is it is a it is a serious issue. Yeah. It's a real deal. And I would, I would use, I would memorize these verses. I would make maybe your own list of questions that maybe Jesus is, is, is asking you and just be, be real with him. And if you say, God, take me, if you, if you want me to get counseling, lead me to the right person, he will answer that prayer. That's good. All right. Well, let us remind you June 7th, hopefully we're back at it. Yes. And our next episode, we will be talking a little bit more about what to expect as we reenter. So in the meantime, Matt and I want to say thanks for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged and challenged, and you be good and safe. See ya. See you soon.